Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And we are doing our World Cup 2022 Group D preview. Yes, this is exciting. If you've not been paying attention, we have previews of all the groups of the World Cup available for you right now. Wherever you got this podcast, look for the rest of them that say Bone and Beam United World Cup preview and then Group blank abc whichever one it is uh but yeah we've got group d that we're going to pretty interesting group here on paper at least france denmark australia and tunisia in this group beamer give me the rundown if you've not listened to one of these previews the idea here is we're going to kind of give you the nuts and bolts of what's going on and then give you our thoughts on how we think this might shake out for this group yep correct so your group in group d Reigning World Cup champions, France. You have Denmark, like Bone said, Tunisia, and Australia. Give you the nickname odds for the World Cup. Their best performance, recent performances in the latest World Cup. So you come in at France, official FIFA World ranking is fourth. Fourth in the world. Their nickname, Le Bleu. Of course, we know that, right? They're the French blue soccer team. That's what they do. That's why they're called the Blues. Okay, we got that. Their World Cup odds coming in to this year. Remember, couple winners from four years ago. Their odds are at plus 550. That is the second best odds on the table. All right. So high, high odds for them. They're making their 16th World Cup appearance. Their last World Cup, of course, rounded out with them winning the trophy. Their best World Cup, of course, 2018. They were winners. They were also winners back in 1998. Qualifying position for France coming in Group D in UEFA. They had eight matches played on 18 points for them. So they were first in that group. Their last couple of handful of games before the run up to World Cup Nations League back in September lost to Denmark, who is in their group, in their World Cup group. Mm. They lost to Denmark 2-0, they beat Austria back in September 2-0 and they lost to Croatia, who was the World Cup final 4 years ago, 1-0 all the way back in June. They also drew Austria back in June as well. So that's the big boy in this group, of course, reigning cup champs Denmark, who we just mentioned. 10th in the world, FIFA World Ranking. Their nickname is simply the Red and Whites, a la Poland, because that's what they do. They wear white and red. Their odds to win the World Cup coming in at 32-1. to Last World Cup, this is their sixth World Cup appearance. The round of 16, they made it back in 2018. Their best World Cup appearance was the quarterfinals all the way back in 1986. Qualifying out of Group F in UEFA, 10 matches played, 27 points. For Denmark in qualifying, their last game that they played in qualifying, they lost. It was the only points that they dropped during the entire qualification process. The last couple of games for them, just told you they beat France 2-0 in the run-up in the Nations League. They lost to Croatia 2-1, and they beat Croatia, or excuse me, they they beat Austria back in June 2-0. Tunisia checking in from this one, the Eagles of Carthage. Is their nickname, and that's, that that's one of the best that you're going to find. Lions of Taranga, Senegal, good one. Eagles of Carthage, very good. Tunisia clocking in at 30 in the FIFA World Rankings. Their odds to win this World Cup, 550 to 1. A lot of that has to deal with, of course, who is paired in their group. They have made six World Cups. The last World Cup, they failed to make it out of the group stage. They have failed to make it out of the group stage of all 
of their World Cups. Their qualifying positions down in Africa, six matches played, 13s. They were the fir- 13 points. They were the first in Group B. Their run-up to the World Cup. They lost to Brazil 5-1. to one. They were on a red card back in December. They take down, I don't even know how to pronounce, Comoros. I've never heard of Comoros, the country. Okay. They beat Comoros 1-0 back in September, and then they beat another World Cup team back in June, Japan, mm. 3-0. That's pretty good. I'd love to know more about why and how that went. But uh, that's, I do too. Yeah, that's a, all right. So Interesting result there. Last team in the group is Australia. The Socceroos, right? So mm, famous Socceroos. FIFA World Ranking 38. There are also 550 to 1 odds in this one. Last World Cup back in 2018. This is their sixth World Cup appearance. Best World Cup appearance. They have made it out of the round of 16 once. Or excuse me, I've made it out of the group stages once. And that was all the way back in 2006. Qualifying for Australia. Fascinating. Uh, as well. They had to go into one of those play-in matches, of course, and they finished with 15 points in 10 matches in qualifying. Saudi Arabia, Japan, Australia making it in from that region. Run-up to the World Cup for the Socceroos. They took down New Zealand back in September 2-0. They took down New Zealand 1-0 back in September as well, so they played a little back-to-back there, and then beat Peru in the final World Cup qualifier to get them into the last spot of the World Cup back in June. It was a 0-0 draw against Peru. They won 5-4 on a penalty shootout. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so here is the Group D schedule. All these times are Eastern for what it's worth. These are uh, They start off on Tuesday, November 22nd. Uh, France takes on Australia. That is at Al Janoub Stadium in Iwakra. That is at 2 p.m., the kickoff there. I don't know why. It, I'm Sometimes the list I'm looking at lists them backwards. So the first game in that group is actually at 8 a.m. on that same day, Tuesday, November 22nd, Denmark and Tunisia, Education City Stadium in Al Rayyan. Again, that's 8 a.m. Eastern. Then on November 26th, that is a Saturday. Kind of a big deal. You may have heard there's a you know, bunch of college football going yep. on that day. But uh, in in Doha, Qatar, you will have – actually, I take it back at Al-Rakra in Al-Janoub Stadium at 5 a.m. on Saturday, November 26th. Tunisia and Australia play each other. And then France, France and Denmark, that's, that's a big one right there. Obviously, could determine who wins this group. Stadium 974 in Doha at 11 a.m. So Australia, Tunisia on that Saturday, 5 a.m. Maybe get up early. Yeah, check that one out. I wish that was the eight, the uh, the five a.m. game. Oh, the France Denmark. Yeah. Or the, oh, yeah, yeah. So you could get up early and then go do all your yeah. Yep. If you're trying to watch OSU Michigan and also France Denmark, eh, that's that's a tough call there. <laughs> um, then November thirtieth, all these games are at ten a.m. One of them is in Al Rayyan at Education City Stadium. That's Tunisia and France, Australia and Denmark, Al Janoub Stadium, Al Wakra in at ten a.m. as well. Those are both Wednesday, November 30th for those games. So looking at this this group, Beamer, I don't feel like it's a big shock that France and Denmark are huge favorites to get out of this. Nope. What I find a little bit interesting is that, I mean, I would not have assumed Australia was the worst ranked of the FIFA. I know the FIFA rankings don't necessarily tell you the whole story. Right. But, I mean, I would have thought Australia is a little bit more of the stronger side coming into this one, but... Tunisia also has, you know, gone through quite the playoff ringer to get in here. So this is, I don't think this is, again, not a group of death. You clearly know who's likely to come out of it. It's France and Denmark. But I could see either one of those teams tripping up against either Australia or Tunisia in one game. I don't think that means they lose out and just don't make it out of the group. 
but it might switch up who actually, if you think France is going to be the favorite coming out of this, I could see France tripping up against either Australia or Tunisia. Yeah, so I I disagree with you on that. Okay. Um, I think France is fascinating, obviously, because they're kind of back in their golden age 2.0 with their team. Uh, they have a ton of injuries as well, and I know we're recording, recording this before the World Cup. And well, we know get, one of them. I mean, Paul Pogba's not playing. He's out. He's Paul Pogba out. is not playing, and Golo Kante is not playing for France in the World Cup, so he's going to miss. If you don't know who N'Golo Kante is, he is pound for pound, to me, the best soccer player on planet Earth. I mean, he covers the entire yes. field from the midfield. He is so good at tackling. He is so good at playing in France's system. He's really good at playing in Chelsea's system as well. He's he good at playing for- in pretty much any system he's been ever put in. But, yes, he yeah, he is a, a, a worldwide soccer star to people who watch soccer. And but he's if unheralded, like, what he does, I think. Well, like he, and he is because he's not, he not going to bag 20 goals a season. He's not yeah. that guy. But he's the guy who's going to do all the work that allows the star players to get the chance to score the goals. I mean, he gets a good amount of praise. Even if he got the best praise in the world of winning the Ballon d'Or, I would say he he deserves more praise than that. Right. Like he, to me... He's pound for pound best player in the world. He's also pound for pound like one of my favorites to watch just because yes. his work rate he's is outrageous. So he's going to be out for them. Paul Pogba is going to be out. Now, remember that midfield connection four years ago between those two guys was pretty spectacular. Now, the good news for France is that you still have Kylian Mbappe, who on his day, one of the fastest players in the world, one of the best strikers in the world. Is it him? Is it Holland right now? Is it Robert Lewandowski? He is in that realm and he doesn't shy away in big moments at least not nationally he's had his own problems at PSG trying to get them through on the club side but he stood out so much the thing that has burned into my brain from the last world cup is him just absolutely torching Argentina on uh, I don't remember who the defender was maybe it was Nicolas Otamendi I think for Argentina I mean literally I think Mbappe ran 30 miles an hour by him on a ball that was like 50 (laughs) yards away. And it was like a Ferrari against a Ford Pinto. Like, I mean, it was just crazy to see. And that was four years ago. He's got more experience. The other bad news for France is that Rafael Varane, their center back who is so crucial defensively to this team is going to be, Everything is pointing that he is going to play, but still a pretty gnarly injury that he sustained for his club team at Manchester United. So I think France are the class of this group bone. I don't see them slipping up. Listen, if they didn't have all the injuries, I wouldn't have said anything about them yeah. tripping up against anyone. I would have said they probably but win this group. But they're so deep. Undefeated. Like they just have guys left I know, and right. I know. And I and it's not like, I don't mean to, I'm not trying to disparage this other team, right? But like, Robert Lewandowski with Poland, it's like, yes, they have other good players on that team. They have plenty of European talent on that team, but they are a little more of a, if Robert Lewandowski's going, that's kind of their, that's what you're expecting, right? Is that he's going to be able to find a way to play and and make and score goals for them. That's not France. Like Kylian Mbappe is a, is, is their guy that you know, if he's going, he's great. But like Kareem Benzema is playing for this team, yeah. which correct me if I'm wrong, was not a thing four Correct. years ago, right? Yep. Because of that whole scandal that was going yeah, on with everything. Very odd. So very back <laughs> back in the national team, Kareem Benzema, who 
just won the Ballon d'Or. Just won the Ballon, <laughs> right? So yeah. it's like they. It's and not. If you don't just, know what the Ballon d'Or is, it's the best player. Yes, in, you got in the, the world. You're, yes, it usually goes to a player who's it's sometimes a political, scorer. but whatever. Yeah. But anyway, the point he is, he's one it. of the best players in the world. He had one of the best seasons last year. And if that isn't enough for soccer. you, uh, how about Nkunku and Coman and like all these, like just their pace is so. Well, they don't have any terrifying. goaltending though. Oh wait, they have Hugo Lloris. <laughs> like they have everything. They have everything you want. Like you're right. I'm not. I'm not saying that they are going to struggle to get out of this group. I am saying I could see them having a, like Australia plays that let's keep the ball away from you. Yep. Let's just grind it out. Let's they play withstand a pressure. They play a boring style. If you're, if you're a person who is just getting into soccer and you want to see high flying goals, go ahead and watch France. Another team as well, like Senegal, watch them. Yeah. Like they'll mix it up. Yeah. They'll score a lot of goals. Australia is probably not the ones that you're going to want. Will not breed entertaining style of soccer for no. the neutral fan. Now they may win some games yeah. and may find a way out of this group. And if they do, it'll be because they ugly up the game. Atletico Madrid, a team that you love oh, plays this style where <laughs> that's what they do. And, and it has not worked out well for them of late, but usually they've been very successful last few years by grinding out results in zero, zero games that, you know, get them a point when they, or they go to extra time and they find a goal. Milos on the team? Uh, I think Milos Degnik is part of the team. I know we're he was getting the call, but we haven't seen the final roster. We're recording so. this again before the final roster, and via the magic of podcast power, we might be able to go back in and edit this right. if Milos we does not we make it. Um, but in either case, France, Denmark, your favorites to get out. France, I think, will win the group. Denmark will likely be the second team. Yeah, just your odds, by the way, too, to yeah. get out of the group, because I like to look at the odds, public perception uh, of how they are, you know, how people putting money on these games look at this. Uh, France, to qualify from Group D, is minus 1100 So that means $1,100 you put down, you get 100 back. Denmark, second biggest favorites, minus 320 Then you flip the script to Tunisia, who are third favorites, at plus 380 Australia behind them at plus 430 So pretty significant underdogs. Uh, to win the group, France is minus 210 And then Denmark, plus 230 You have 19 and 24 to 1 odds with Tunisia yeah. and Denmark, respectively. And also, too, let's not forget, this Denmark team went to the semifinals of the Euros last year, and they had a horribly scary situation with Christian Eriksen yeah. on the field. Had his heart stop on the field, if, you, if you're not aware of that story. And he is back playing soccer yes. and is expected to be a part of this group, right? I'm not Oh, yeah, he's playing big-time right. minutes for Manchester United yeah. over in England. Yeah, he's, like, like, he's fully recovered from it, but he had a ridiculous – I mean, they literally thought he died. He was dead on the, on the field. Yeah, by medical definition, his heart had stopped. If they didn't intervene and do something, he would – likely have not been with us. It was one of those moments like where you kind of, you remember where you were at, like when oh, this has happened and like, it's it's stunning. like burned into my brain uh, with what? So Christian Erickson back fully healthy for this team. Again, playing at a really, really high level right now, heading into this tournament. Uh, and remember too, I mean, Casper Schmeichel was just their man on fire when he yeah. gets, when he gets on his day uh, care, one of their defenders, very good. Martin Braithwaite who currently plays for Barcelona, Pierre Emil Hoiberg, uh, who plays for Tottenham as well. So like, this is a team where if you look and you're like, I don't know anybody from Denmark. Like if you watch any premier league, you'll like, know players from this team. You will probably, yeah. Yeah, you, will probably of them. you will probably know some guys as well. Yusuf Polson player to watch uh, for Denmark too. As we get into this tournament, very, very good. I think Denmark could, if you put a pin in them, and I know we'll do our World Cup preview as a whole, Denmark is a team that on their day can tussle with anybody in the world. Yes, yes. They are, like, Australia 
when they play that system I was talking about, or Tunisia does their thing too, where you know they're going to try to slow this down a little bit and try to make you work for it and try to keep the ball away from you. They might try to withstand your pressure, but like if Denmark were to do that, they have a chance to beat any team in the world if they want to muddy the game up. I'm not saying that's how they usually play, but they have the talent to kind of when they're the underdog, mm-hmm. play that underdog role and then go beat the best team in the tournament. Whoever the hottest team is, that could be the one that trips up in the knockout stages. When you get there, Denmark could be easily the team that does that. Well, and I think they, that experience that they got from the Euros and such yes. a deep cut, like such a deep Euro run can only do oh. great things for you. And then being able to look across their dressing room and see the guy who part of that whole thing was inspired by the fact they were yeah. playing for him after they watched their teammate nearly die in front of their eyes. And now that guy's going to be trotting out with you to go play in these games. And he's the best player how, on the field. For how, them? I'm saying how inspirational yeah. is that yeah. too, though, for you? Like all these are the intangible things that make a team that's really good and talented go from like really good and talented to possibly shocking the world. So you're right. Put a pin in Denmark as a possible dark horse candidate for this world cup. France is your favorite, but like you said, I think they win this group, but they are flawed. Yes. I, I would not feel confident betting them to win the whole tournament. I feel and defending their crown heading into the last world cup. I felt so confident in France that they were you going, did. You that, they were, it. that they were going to win the world cup. You predicted the final of that world cup as well. If I'm not mistaken, right? I did. Didn't you pick both, you picked both teams correctly to get there in the finals. And then you picked the winner and you were high on France from the beginning. Do you, you don't feel that same confidence. Though. I feel high on France. I don't feel as high as I did heading into the last world cup on them. Like still, they can obviously beat any team in the world when they're on their day. But I think Angola, that Angola Conte injury is it's crushing for them. Right. Just the way that they implement him and the 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 system in which they play with Pogba in front and Conte in back. And Paul Pogba just I know he's had the whole witchcraft deal. He like yeah. it's mesmerizing when he goes from playing for his club teams to playing in France for the national team. He's an entirely different player. Different player, He yep. plays in a different system and him and Conte playing that little one two in the midfield. I mean, it's great to watch, and they're going to be without both of those guys, which is a they, now they have other guys, but that's such a huge hole to that fill is, for them. It's a funny thing too, because France seems like they and and again, this seems like an obvious thing every team would want to do. It seems like they really understand who they have on their team yes. and how to deploy them. Kylian yeah. Mbappe has frustrations with how he's deployed with his club, with how he's deployed when he's playing with his club team. He does not have those same frustrations when he plays for France. No, he plays the way he wants to. They use him the way he prefers to be used. And he's excellent (laughs) when they do that. Sonic, it's kind of like you wonder why these teams (laughs) in the professional level that are not the uh, World Cup teams or the national teams, why they can't just take a cue and go, ah, we'll just do that with them. But whatever. Anyway, yeah, France, the favorite to get out of this group. Denmark, very good as well. Uh, Now, forget everything we just talked about. Yeah. Got to pause and tell you about something completely unrelated to anything we just said. Zaftig Italian Village, our place to go when we want to watch soccer games. I don't know if there's any soccer games being played this month. Who can say? But if there are, Zaftig will have them on. We will love to be there and see you at some of the games that are being played. I'm sure if they are, we if will be there, there for them. If there are any soccer games on in this month, I don't know. Yes. And again, completely unrelated to anything else going on this month, Zaftig has on tap now a brew called USA IPA. It features, if you get the cans, our faces on the cans. It's a Bone and Beam United collaboration with Zaftig Italian Village and Zaftig Beer. we love America so much. We do. And that's the only thing we're talking about is just America. And November's the time you really feel patriotic, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's just when it is. Anyway, so Zaftig Italian Village, you can find them on Twitter at Zaftig Italian V. Instagram is just Zaftig 
Italian village. Italian village. Okay. I always forget which one's which. Uh, Now, forget what I just said about that. Thank you for listening to our World Cup (laughs) preview of Group D. Find all the other previews wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Bone Beam United. Till next time, thanks for listening.